we go. Now we're recording. Yeah, we're okay. recording. All right. So, uh, on the way over here today, um, Britt and I were listening to a 90s hits playlist on Spotify. It was fucking dope. Yeah. yeah Remember it's, that it's, word? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, I realized that it must have been either one or a few people that, like, write songs, like, songwriters in the 90s, came up with, just, like, realized one day, it was like, oh, shit. I can say coming. (laughs) And it can mean, like, I'm going somewhere, but also sexual gratification. Yeah. Yeah. One of the songs we listened to was Butterfly by Crazy Town. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of the greatest songs ever written. Right. (laughs) Without a doubt, yeah. Come, come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. (laughs) (laughs) I'll make Fly, your baby. leg shake. You'll make me go. Cr- I remember being like a kid and being like, "Make your leg shake." What does that mean? <laughs> I'll make but you now go I crazy. Know. It's hard to go anywhere when your legs are shaking. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also Christina Aguilera's, uh, like, genie in a bottle. Right? It's also G- about, yeah. about coming. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. There's probably others. You gotta rub her the right way. Yeah. Let us know if you recall a 90s pop song that used coming as a double entendre. Mm. Uh, Specifically women. Like, the 90s was, like, the time where, like, we could finally start talking about ladies be coming. Mom, I'm sorry you're you're listening. You know, (laughs) this is awkward for me, too. You know, I've been reading uh, Bookchin, and uh, being is becoming. Nice. Hmm? Be, uh, be beaning, be becoming. <laughs> All these beings becoming. Really, they they do be like that, though. They do be, they do be like that. Uh, today is mine and David's seventh wedding anniversary. What? According to the state, yeah. What? Oh yeah, according okay. to the state. According to the state, then we guys... actually got married in front of people we knew on the twenty fourth. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So anyway, H- happy uh, state anniversary. Thank you. Yeah. From what I understand, it uh, year seven, it all goes downhill from here. Yeah. So I look forward to all the marital strife that we will be. You uh, are. That you we will are be scratching yourself. Are you feeling the itch? This. <laughs> <laughs> we. I just want to be clear: all future marital strife that David and I experience will be worked out on this podcast. Absolutely. Hey, that is our promise to you. Yeah. I'm all about multitasking. Yeah. By the way, I loaded the dishwasher again. I bet you did it wrong. <laughs> hey, but at least he did it. I guess. You know? <laughs> I probably am not the best marriage counselor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Enough about that. Why? Because I'm winning the argument? <laughs> <laughs> David, you've never won an argument with me in your life. Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> See? Just did it again. <laughs> winner <laughs> so it's slow news week you know not a lot not a lot to not, cover not a lot happening in the world of, just, um, just a couple genocides yeah just one or two slow motion you know um support for a uh extremely fucked up uh apartheid state you know i i will say i think that we're gonna have to rescind our uh, support for President Joseph Robinette Biden. Sadly, it, it, yeah. is, it is with a heavy heart. Just yeah. when he won us over <laughs> with trains and and the threat of a higher uh, capital gains tax that still yeah. has yet to uh, come through. Yeah, but now he has come out. Uh, it 
doubling down on the United States' strong support of Israel. Not that that's shocking to literally anybody, but it's sad. We're no longer a a Biden fan podcast. Nope. Remember when he, like, I think it was on the floor of the Senate, was like, listen, Jack, if Israel didn't exist, we'd have to invent it yeah. to secure our interests in that region. Yep. That, I would consider that a gaffe. Or just like, no, no Joe, you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> yep. Shit, God damn it. Yeah, you could even say it's quite Trumpian in the yeah. way that he said the quiet part out loud. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Trump before Trump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think he increased our funding to Israel, too, if I am recalling correctly. So. Yeah. Sounds right. It's at cool. an all-time high, though, right now. I mean, yeah. it's just, yeah, it, it always is. It, yeah. yeah, it's always at all time high. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it only goes in it, one direction. Yeah, it's not like, um, you know, all those weapon systems get cheaper over time. Right. Yeah. You know? It's not like they ever uh, need fewer of them. Yeah. No, definitely not. So the, the, uh, the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, bombed a building that had both the Associated Press and Al Jazeera. Yeah, among many, many other buildings they bombed. Yes, among many. Yeah, but one, one that has actually caught the attention of the West is that, oh, they, they bombed a building that had journalists in it. Well, journalists are practically troops. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> uh, um, and, uh, and there's been a yeah. lot of focus on the AP because that's like our, that's like our guy. Yeah. But I think that Al Jazeera was the much bigger target. Right. Yeah. Also, Reuters was in that building. Yeah, a lot of, yeah, it was like a, and, you know, Al Jazeera is one of the few news agencies that doing, that's doing, like, really in-depth, unbiased, pro-Palestine, really, so maybe it isn't unbiased, honestly, but cool. We we don't need unbiased news. We need biased news that tells uh, the fucking truth, because unbiased no longer means that. But, yeah, I think it's really, um, I think it was definitely a hit on the one news agency that is most critical of Israel. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Um, it's really, I, I, I've been thinking about, you know, within the specific context of this bombing, um, just what a Stockholm syndrome, like, you know, trapped in an abusive relationship kind of situation, almost all journalist organizations must find themselves in, in regards to like imperialist states or like an apartheid state or like, you know, people who are doing crimes against humanity. Because on one hand, they need, like, access, right? And they want to be, like, you know, doing the journalistic work that they can, you know, and getting direct quotes to from, you know, state actors and stuff. And, like, liberals, you know, generally have been viewing the journalists, especially under Trump, as, like, their version of, like, the troops, even though they also love the troops. Um, and the idea that, like, you know, like, for example, look at... um uh, Julian Assange and uh, Chelsea Manning's, um, you know, release of the uh, footage of the, um, what was it called? Like, uh, collateral, collateral damage. murder, collateral murder. Yeah. That's what it was Which was a, uh, the name given to a video that showed, I think it was like an Apache helicopter attack helicopter, just itching to light up a van full in a bus full of like, you know, journalists and like civilians. And, um, one of the Reuters, uh, journalists was straight up killed in that video. And like you have, you know, the United States and the IDF, like, you know, either near missing or straight up murking your employees. And like, you have to be on this like razor's edge of like telling the truth, but also not making like a severe enemy of these states. And like, you know, it's, it's very weird. Like I can't imagine being, you know, Reuters, for example, cause like they're pretty pro-American empire, like, 
Absolutely. Out, yeah. You know, yeah. like I, I listen to them every day so that I can sort of get an idea of like what's going on. And they're all about how like, you know, like the official dominant narrative, yet they're constantly getting like put in extremely dangerous situations and like losing employees to like our imperialist death machine and, you know, not apparently getting that pissed about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And you're it's like, simp shit. yeah. And you're like Al Jazeera. Right, they had a short time as like a up and coming like fourth cable news company that never quite they had like Al Jazeera America, and now I think they have Al Jazeera English, which is yep. just English language international news from Al Jazeera, right? And it's a uh, um, like I mean it's 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 fu- completely financed by like the Qatari national you know like uh, uh, royal family and isn't like a bastion of independent news or anything, right? But like I, I think to be honest, like. I think Brittany was saying this off mic. It's like really the only reason is that that Al Jazeera isn't said in the same breath as the AP or Reuters. It's just that it just it just sounds foreign. Yeah, it sounds foreign. Yeah, yeah, yeah it Which sounds is, Islamic. Right. Yeah. So like you know like free unsolicited advice to Al Jazeera. If you want to do really well in America, you have to uh, make your logo like um, a series of letters or like a giant eyeball with like. <laughs> Uh, with like I'm a phone, eye. yeah, like a, a, an eye with it with a phone in it or something, <laughs> and you have to name it something like News Drip or like Information Brain, and then like, yeah. and then just all clickbait, right? True just, facts stated, yeah, yeah. And then like all the headlines are like, you know, uh, this IDF soldier murdered someone you wouldn't believe, and then you know, and, uh, you have to click through the article and find out it's a child, right? You know, like yeah, that's yeah. That's how you get Americans' attention. I like like vibe news. Yeah, there you Name go. Name it vibe news. Vibin news. And then it's just yeah. like some like like waves or yeah. something. Right. <laughs> it's just a lo fi girl like writing yeah. in her yeah, book right. with a cat yeah. You know, yeah. in the window. Uh, uh so yeah, AP has denied that Hamas, you know, the justification that uh the IDF used for this was that uh it was a Hamas headquarters, which apparently like Half of Gaza is all just a series of Hamas headquarters, according to the IDF. <laughs> yeah. Like every other building is a Hamas headquarters. Well, yeah, well, you've you missed the fine print where the IDF reclassified any military age male as uh, by default Hamas. Yeah, in yeah. you know the occupied uh, territories, um, and like any four of them together is a headquarters. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, that's a Hamas terrorist cell. Yeah, right? yeah, so. Yeah. So uh, AP has denied the claim that Hamas was in the building and has challenged Israel to uh, give give up some of the receipts. Let's see how you determined that. And then so far, uh, no response. Yeah. But we'll see. Not not at all surprising. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and like Hamas is has been long on this game of misinformation and 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 like seeding the the narrative with um like a a a pre-written story about like whether or not uh you know like there was a you know like a hamas headquarters in the building or something like that you mean the idf has been yeah the idf yeah you said you said said hamas oh i was like both to be honest both of them have i mean obviously like idf like pretty much has you know, in the same way that Donald Trump had like access to Facebook, like these these organizations do very well for themselves. And I think there's, and I don't think it's not, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that like uh, um, Tel Aviv has a very 
um active like tech sector yeah you know like ways you know that 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 like app that lets you avoid uh um traffic stops and and like speed yeah it's, it's, like that's all in tel aviv that's a Jerusalem or yeah. it's a israeli that based company sucks. yeah and it sucks but like you know, i i feel like they, they develop that tech sector at least in part to be ready to um control a narrative when they for example blow up a school or whatever you know like yeah but i mean this wasn't even like an accidental thing like, no the reason not. that no, the reuters and yeah, no, al jazeera yeah, does is accidental i mean you know they, they straight up warned them they're like oh by the way we're destroying your building yeah evacuate now you and can watch videos of like of them like you know like getting packing all up their, the computers and, like you know which reminds you that like a big part of blowing up you know like a building that has the 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 news in it right reporters in it is that like you get rid of a lot of evidence right you get, you get rid of like a lot of shit that they've that they've been uh uh collecting over the years yeah yeah it, it's it's so fucked up and for whatever reason this like image just popped into my head of like netanyahu doing the joe biden speech and being like listen if hamas didn't exist we'd have to invent invent it to protect our interests in the region yeah. you yeah. know and yeah. it's like yeah, this this whole fucking thing about like, you know, trying to both sides of this and be like, well, you know, like the Gazans support Hamas and if they just didn't, if they just, you know, signed the um the the treaties with the occupying state power, like, you know, then everything would be fine. And it's like it the parallels between the Israeli apartheid state and the American conquest of the natives are so like glaring and obvious. And the fact that the United States broke every single treaty ever made with any indigenous group in the country. Same playbook. It's the same playbook. It's yeah. like, I don't know what I would do if I was in Gaza. And I don't know what I would do if I was, you know, like under siege constantly, constantly at threat of like being randomly abused by either a Israeli citizen who's going to get like, you know, the kid gloves treatment from the state forces or, you know, destroyed in an aerial bombardment or catch cholera from like having my fucking infrastructure fucked or only having like two hours of electricity at random hours of the day on average. It's like, it sounds fucking horrific and the idea that like those people in that condition should you know be like jesus-like and like just you know turn all their swords into plowshares and just completely kneel and like kiss the boots of the idf and be like just please 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 i'll do anything oh it's like it's fucking disgusting to imagine that that is like something people who describe themselves as moral believe is like the proper course it's like so fucking disgusting. The well, it, you know, if Israel was actually interested in peace, they could maybe I don't know stop expanding their settlements into territory that they already like those those quote unquote treaties. Yeah. You know, have already been broken and yeah. are being broken every single day. Yeah, you know, every year the the Israeli border encroaches a little bit more into Palestine yeah. into Gaza, and so it's just really like absurd to say that this is the responsibility of Palestinians because they support Hamas, because they elected Hamas. Like, they, what else are they supposed to do other than just pack up their shit and get out of their homeland? Where are they going to go? 
you know? Which is a, a really, like, disturbing thing that you watch, like, videos of, like, man-on-the-street, like, interviews. They're just, like, everyday Israelis. You're like, what do you think of those Palestinians? And they're all like, they they should go back to their countries? Like, it's very weird. Like, it's just like, they should go back to Iran or Jordan or yeah, that, something. Like, it's like, what the be, fuck are you talking about? Yeah, that, that'd be like, yeah. uh, you know, Scots-Irish frontiersmen you know, being probed by somebody and they're like, so, what do you think? Uh, Nice macaroni hat, by the way. Um, (laughs) What what do you think about this whole uh, Indian situation? Like, and they're like, they should go back across the the, the land bridge into into Russia. Yeah, Like, you know, it's just like, what what the fuck are you talking about? You know? And the the whole idea of, like, the the both-sizing on, like, the, well, you know, these, you know, the um, European Jews, like, this was their homeland for thousands of years. They kept records, you know? It's like, it is their land, too. It's like, there's got to be a statute of limitations on this shit, right? Well, also, like, like, just because... Like, if you want to live there, doesn't mean you have to exterminate everyone yeah. around you. Yeah, or cre- and create yeah. an ethno like state, not, you know? That's kind of not optional, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and like, you know, let's just lay lay it out, right? One of these countries, or one of these parties in this conflict, has, you know, the unilateral support of a superpower, is itself a superpower, has nuclear weapons, has an air force, has a cyber defense force, has an army has a navy, has all of the the state resources to bring to bear to, like, you know, keep a functioning grid going, to have democratic elections, to go through and, like, you know, give everybody in their country that they want to, like, a vaccine faster than anywhere in the world. And the other part is essentially a, you know... Open-air prison. Open-air prison with, like, a, a thousand little enclaves that have been, like, carved out and put borders and walls around that, like, you know, you've got the the, the Gazan Strip and, like, there's just one of the highest populated urban ghettos in the world. You know, a huge, huge uh, population of children because the... the, the um, the estimated uh, life expectancy is super low given the physical conditions. Like, it's just, these are incomparable, quote-unquote, actors. Also, to, to call, like, Hamas, like, a governing body of, a, like, a territory is, like, I don't, what's, what would even be the equivalent? Oh, it's, it's, like, ta- talking about, like, a rotary club that has, like, some really big Roman candles. Like, it's, like, not... <laughs> Like, you can't, like, they don't control the the mineral resources, they don't control electricity, they don't control the airspace, they don't control the water, you know, like, they don't, they don't control anything. They're just, like, a advocacy organization. They have a blockade that's keeping that, foreign aid yeah. from reaching them. So, like, how do you even call that, like, a, like, something standing on the same foot as the fucking Israeli, Israeli Knesset? You know, like, it's just, it's not the same thing. And the argument that people make in defense of Israel, in terms of its, you know, applied aerial bombardment terror program to the Gazans as being, you know, collective punishment for, you know, individual a bad actor behavior. Unfortunately, it applies way more accurately to the average Israeli uh, population. Like, the fact that you have unguided munitions being launched, you know, from the Gazan Strip into Israel, like, hitting random apartment buildings, it's like, you could actually make the exact same argument that Israel's making toward the Gazans in a more convincing way about the Gazans toward the uh, Israelis. Like, they have a democracy. 
they have free and fair elections. They have a functioning grid. They have the ability to like leave if they want to. Like all of these pe- things apply. And like, I'm not arguing for collective punishment. I'm arguing against collective punishment. But the idea that like there's any type of morality in the behavior of Israel, like is just on its face ridiculous. And if you were to apply the same exact logic, then launching a million unguided missile or rockets into, you know, fucking Tel Aviv is entirely justified. And, like, the fact that that doesn't register in most of the American audience is, like, disturbing. Like, I got in so many fucking, like, heated arguments this week with, like, just old coworkers and shit. Like, I had this guy, you know, trying to tell me, you know, just imagining a sob story of a hypothetical cousin being hit by, like, an unguided rocket. And I'm like, why the fuck do you find it so much easier to sympathize with them than you can with the Gazans, like imagining, you know, getting dysentery from not having clean water or like having your house bombed by an F-22 or like having, you know, your cousin's home literally invaded by just a group of Israelis who are like, call the this fucking This is mine cops. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, right. yeah. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Like, that's where my heart goes out to because I, I can wrap my mind around even a little fraction of that horror and I don't know what I would do. I really don't. You know, I'm a man of peace, but like, you put somebody in a situation like that. Anyway, I've just been tight about it all week. Also, I, I, I should say I've been I've been wearing the, this pin that uh, listener Gavin has sent has sent us. Thank you very much, Gavin. That was uh, that's very funny, and it and it does connect very well to a story that we're going to get to next about um, uh, the crazy people in Congress. But um, but now I kind of feel like I kind of feel like taking it off because like a star of da- wearing a star of David. Like, this is what Israel does, is it, like, it makes being a Jew, like, political again, and that you feel really self-conscious wearing a Star of David, because, like, people are going to be like, yeah, Israel, and it's like, nope, not Israel, like, like yeah. Israel, Israel bad, yeah. like, Jewish people good, <laughs> Israel bad. Well, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, J- Jews who do, sp- like, American Jews or Western Jews who speak out against Zionism are, like, just under attack you're a fake jew yeah. you know you're and I, like that's that's fucking horrifying or you get norman finkelstein right and get called a, a holocaust denier yeah just because like even though like your parents like came from the warsaw ghetto you know you're just, like yeah. you yeah you, you're you get called a, a a holocaust denier yeah and acts of anti-semitic violence in america still happen like a you lot. know like a lot and, like increasingly so yeah it's such it, we, it's so fucking weird it's so weird it's like just this in- incredibly incomprehensible like mishmash of just like aggression hatred fear and violence that applies to like the whole like politics around you know (sighs) and you know i was uh, earlier today i was like in kind of preparing thinking through this episode i was like i see so much footage of like this horrific footage of palestinians being just under assault and i was like but i don't really see any of like Israeli Jews and so much of the discourse around this is that like Israel has the right to exist and this is they have to protect themselves and all of these rockets. And so I went and I sought out some video of the like you know the Hamas attacks and it's 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 kind of pathetic. Like you know it, it, it clearly the IDF is trying to do something similar to what Palestinian activists are doing which is to like curate these really compelling visuals of of what's yeah. what's happening to wave the bloody shirt but they're specifically their bloody shirt. Yeah. Um and it's they're not they're not very compelling. Like there's this one video that I saw that it's like a it's a city street and there are clearly like rockets coming overhead. 
and there are like a few people laying on the ground and cowering. Mm. But then there's just a bunch of people standing around talking normally, like all around them. And there's it's like just birds so, singing and shit. Yeah, yeah, it's just so clearly staged. Um, like, and, and in a lot of these videos, you'll see like it's like one person like sitting cowering, but there's nothing else around. Yeah. Like the Whereas guy that was you, like smushing his daughter, like un, like underneath yeah, him on yeah. on and pavement, there's a, and there's a person just walking, walking around, around in the background, <laughs> like nothing is happening. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, it's really like it's 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 kind of wild. And I'm not trying to like suggest that you know Hamas is not launching rockets. Into, of course, like, yeah. They they of course are, and there's plenty of evidence for that. Yeah. But it's it's nothing on par with you know the the footage that you see of what Palestinians are going through right now, which makes it just kind of I think like a little pathetic when the IDF tries to do that because you know it's not it's it's not a I don't know I want to say you're not winning that rhetorical <laughs> argument except the fact that they fucking are so it, I like it, it it I mean so like we have just gone through this, you know, pandemic, right? Where the U S was the epicenter and had like the worst loss of life and specifically New York state, you know, like something out of one out of every 400 people in New York state that were alive last year at this time are dead now of this virus. And like everybody has gone through this last year in a variety of different ways. And the idea that like individuals, even just, you know, working from home, like being like afraid of breathing the air and everything else, like have, a lot of people in America are walking around with trauma from the last year of just like anxiety and like fear and like losing loved ones. And like, it is real. Trauma is real, like regardless of like the severity and scale of it. But like when you compare that to what it would be like to live in the Gazan Strip, it's like fucking, it's laughable, right? And it's like, so on, I guess what I'm getting at is like people's trauma is real. And that it's, you know, hard for, it's hard to be a human. It's hard to like exist in this complex fucked up world. And my heart goes out to Israelis and Gazans in the sense that like, I can imagine both of them are, you know, going through like hard shit, right? But at the same time, it's on a material and even subjective basis. Like the Gazans are like above and beyond suffering way fucking more. And they also have way fucking less capacity on an individual basis to do anything about the conflict do anything about like getting toward any type of resolution like it's fucking you know putting the onus on gazans to dis- depose hamas to stop being bombed by f22s is fucking ridiculous argument it's ridiculous whereas it's not that ridiculous for the onus to be on the israeli population to end its apartheid government and to like stop uh, uh electing uh, um, Netanyahu to be, <laughs> yeah. yeah, which which they barely do, right? Like they've been, which is one of the arguments about like why this is happening now, right? Is that um a, a lot of uh um a lot of people think that that it's because um Netanyahu is like barely holding on to power that he wants to um basically assassinate those few uh Palestinian uh um. Uh, Palestinian moderates that get into the Knesset that would create a governing coalition of like the only other party that has a possibility of deposing him, right? So it's like th- this is election interference, literally assassination yeah, yeah, campaigns yeah, yeah. are you know like this is this is meant to disrupt like a, a, the election and and not only like by driving up xenophobia and and like jingoism uh, uh, which always helps 
the right, right? You know, it's also, it just disrupts the ability of, of, of Muslim, uh, governor, like governors or like, um, lawmakers to form a coalition with any other, like, group of people like, so like the, the, there's a reason why it's happening now yeah is basically and, and i guess you know the 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 points you brought up just sort of center back to like why are we talking about this with such you know like specificity and like intensity and like i think that compared to a lot of the fucked up shit that goes around the world um this is on us like how how many thousands of dollars have i personally earned and funded the israeli military to carry out its genocidal program yeah right because like we've given like the united states as a whole has given like billions this year oh yeah like like four four billion in direct military aid and then i think like a 10 million in like loan assurance programs that are also going to be used for military assets yeah and like what was it it was ken klippenstein posted something oh yeah a little while yeah here it is it was like um a New York Times headline that U.S. finalizes deal to give Israel $38 billion in military aid, uh, juxtaposed with um, this thing from February that says um, $25 billion investment can vaccinate the world, right? <laughs> wow. You know, you know? Wow. Uh, and that's, um, that's how we spend our money, man. Yeah. Your, your money. That's how your money gets spent. You know? Those are our priorities. Yeah, yeah so we now head from... Gaza to Saratoga Springs. <laughs> uh, which is I not can't as, think of a better transition. Yeah, yeah. Not as um, disconnected as one might think. Um, I don't know. Do we want to start with Elise Stefanik or the secret posting group? Which one do we want first? Let's talk about the secret posters. Yeah, talk yeah. Because I like this. I like I like a good posting. Uh, political strategy. Yeah. All right. Uh, Wendy, Wendy Libertor, Libertore, Libertori, Liberator. I don't know how you pronounce. Yeah, that let's last go name. with Liberator. Yeah, Wendy Liberator. Uh, writes in the Times Union: Secret Saratoga group berates school for allowing BLM leaders to speak. Which pretty much is the whole. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's <laughs> <laughs> there. It is right. That's all of it right there. Yeah. I love a good headline that just tells you the story. Yes, yeah, wraps it right up. Yeah. Nice yeah. little bow. Yeah. Uh, so there's this uh, group called Moving Saratoga Forward, which is, uh, just, you know, I love these like really innocuous groups where it's like, that, you know, call themselves stuff like, you know, uh, Citizens for Justice or something. <laughs> and, and like Citizens for Justice is like a, a revanchist white supremacist organization yeah. that like w- w- believes that you know um if you make a black santa claus you deserve the rope or something yeah. um yeah uh moving saratoga forward the group that is questioning the saratoga city school district's racial equity and inclusion work there we go that's that's a good sign is bawling out the district for not adhering to its guest speaker policy when two local black lives matter leaders spoke to high school students all right can we just quickly talk about the phrase bawling out because this is the exactly the first and only time i've ever heard this phrase used in this context because when i think about bawling out i think about flossing yeah, it right. sounds like way cooler than what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, but they're I've heard it, of balling out before. And they're spelling it B A W L I N G, right? Which, yeah. Like balling is like uncontrollable sobbing, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so they're 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 a sob sack, and they are doing that to the school. Like as a verb, they're bawling. No, them bawling out. out means like berating. Okay, so it's like chewing out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Confusing though. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to know the etymology of of, of all of that. So anyway, uh, Lexus Figuerello and uh, Chandler Hickenbottom, which I believe are. Fantastic name. Yeah, they're yeah. Chandler Hickenbot. I love uh, it. Spectacular names. They are... And we, um, we've talked about Lexus before. He's the yeah. guy that, like, got randomly, uh, a, like, a jumped on by, like, three cops, like, leaving a Black Lives Matter protest of the, you know, Capitol protests that were all happening on January 6th. That was the Proud 6th. Boys yeah. Ball, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, then he left and the cops just attacked him yeah even though video evidence it shows that he wasn't at all involved with the melee like he yeah. was just you know walk but he was like walking to his car and got like beat up yeah um so anyway uh, so yeah so lexus and his sister chandler um spoke with two classes about the pros and cons of civil disobedience which is part of the high school curriculum figurello said that the discussion was a good one and that the students questions were very insightful uh, and that's pretty right. So it's pretty innocuous stuff. I yeah, mean, like, like the, the, the curriculum was literally covering nonviolent civil disobedience yeah, as right. part of the American historical tradition, which should be, you know, you would think like part of you know citizens of a democracy should like learn that stuff. Probably, probably, yeah, probably more, yeah, yeah. But it's probably it, come more. On, like, let's not be too naive. Republicans hate BLM. Of course, they of course. hate them. Yeah. Yeah. It's not uncontroversial to like about half the country. Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it probably doesn't help things that Lexus decided to give this presentation in like a flak jacket or something. Well, no, <laughs> it, it, that, that picture with the uh, plate carrier was from a town council meeting or something. Oh, okay. Is yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. It was it was just a That would be that would be pretty cool. <laughs> disambiguous uh picture. Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, no, I mean, that's the way to reach the kids, you know, yeah. like walk into the class yeah, be, looking like look a cool, yeah, yeah, look like a Call of Duty character. Yeah. And, you know, uh, but really, this is the, so, um, you know, the, the school district says that they, they haven't received any complaints from like actual parents or, you know, from, of this, you know, of students that go to the school, um, but this moving Saratoga forward, uh, group got wind of, uh, the presentations and posted on its Facebook page, calling it "quote a huge story." Um, <laughs> yeah, I love when I love that. Yeah, like when some organization or group just like you know is the only person talking about something and like this you is know, huge. It's this huge is story. huge. It's a huge story because I'm making it a huge story. Yeah, yeah. A total of 55 commenters said that quote. This is oh god, so good. Hold on. I have to get ready. Okay. <laughs> 55 commenters said that, quote, teachers should be checked to see if they themselves are BLM or Antifa members. Hey. <laughs> Another beautiful city will be destroyed if this is allowed. <laughs> Lift up that shirt. I want to see yeah. if you have the Antifa tat. Right? I, w- I want to see if you... Have you... or. W- are you or have you ever been a member of the Democratic Socialists of America? <laughs> Just rifling through their closet. A lot of black clothes you got in here. Very suspicious. Were you just humming the international? <laughs> How do you pronounce it? Do you pronounce it international or international? <laughs> uh, yeah, and they, they um, oh, God. 
Yeah. I mean, and obviously Figueroa and, and, uh, uh, and Higginbottom, you know, like, say that, like, we're obvious, Higginbottom, you know, obviously say, you know, like, we're, we're being scapegoated. This is ridiculous, which it is. Um, but you, you, and like, of course, it, we're laughing because these, this is ridiculous, but it's also like, in a way, like, not something to laugh at because these, these fucking Facebook groups can very quickly turn into like some real shit. Yeah. Like they, they either inspire people to do Lynch terrible mobs, things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Or, or, or they like, you know, they, because they do say like, this is a huge story. And then like they keep saying it enough till it's true that you can eventually get like someone fired or you get some sort of very weird red scare. Not the web, not the podcast, but the actual thing. You know where you know you you know where, where where people like get bad jacketed, and they you know you try to fire people or censor them because they said that like Martin Luther King like marched once or something, and they're yeah. like, no, he was <laughs> he was very respectful. <laughs> he would never march in the street. Yeah, and they didn't hold up traffic. <laughs> MLK never held up traffic. All right, that's that's revisionism. You know, um, so it's, 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 it, shit can be really disturbing. This can be, this can be dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And the, the constant microscope on teachers' political views and the extent to which their classrooms are political is like so, is really disturbing to yeah. me. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the reasons that tenure exists is to protect educators from, uh, facing consequences for their beliefs like, from like public uh anger or something like yeah, that you know like yeah. people like reactionary drumming up like uh antipathy for them it gives you a level of freedom in the classroom mm-hmm. um but now that that like basically doesn't exist anymore um teachers are like I, I americans just do hate freedom yeah especially in the classroom yeah especially of speech yeah, <laughs> um, I I really like that. Uh, there was a a comment in here when someone was uh, asking like why the group was anonymous. They said uh, this is part of respecting our deep tradition. Or uh, sorry, they they they, they said uh, so. <laughs> they were remaining anonymous. Quote to pay homage, misspelled <laughs> to this country's rich history of anonymous speech in politics. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, no, like literally what we is don't know history of anonymous we, political speech. Well, we don't know cuz like we never wrote it down or at least we never attributed it to anybody. Like, you know, the Declaration of Independence, no no signees. Nobody wanted to put their you know, it was part of a rich tradition of uh keeping your uh opinions both public yet sheltering yourself from any scrutiny for having them. Yeah. 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 Very popular. <laughs> In this country, <laughs> you know, and, and and Brittany, you you were saying, um, it's important for t- it's important to have tenure so that teachers aren't like hurt by you know by by like teaching stuff that even a, a large plurality, not even a majority, but even a plurality of of people like find uh, objectionable, right? You know, you want to be able to protect the person to 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 say those things mm-hmm. and to teach them. Uh, which is something I'm concerned about all the time because I'm not tenured, right? And I know. Like, all of my courses are uh, could be considered controversial simply because I run. I'm the director of a program called Globalization Studies. You know, like I'm the head globalist. You know, you also constantly teach about Marx. Well, yeah. I mean, like, like I'm you ju- turn every. He I'm doesn't t- even I'm teach te- about <laughs> cities in his courses. It's just Marx. I'm teaching 
A science. <laughs> the immortal science. The immortal science. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're one of those um, uh, activist uh, Marxist uh, professors that I've yeah. heard so much about. And so if, if, if the University at Albany, my employer, ever decides that I shouldn't, I, I should no longer be um, in, their, in their midst because of something that I, I teach or research, right? I would like to remind them that in on June 28th, 2002, they released a press statement that says, University at Albany study, semen eases depression in women. Women who are directly exposed to semen are less depressed than those who are not, according to a recent study conducted by a researcher at the University at Albany. The study, conducted by UAlbany psychology professor Gordon Gallup, found that females who are not using condoms for sexual intercourse were less depressed than females who did use condoms, possibly because when absorbed through the vagina, semen may have an effect on the mood of women. You know, you might be getting mad at us for reading this article, (laughs) but this is just science. (laughs) Okay, so... Gotta believe the science. let him nut. (laughs) For, For your benefit. Yeah. Right? So, um, for as long as uh, Gordon Gallup uh, is still uh, at, employed at the University of Albany, so will I. Just absolutely um, uh, be sure of that. Uh, th- that same guy also, by the way, um, uh, suggested that oral sex is a cure for morning sickness. Man. Wow. This, guy's, this guy uh, likes this getting guy's it a, wet. About, about yeah, it. Yeah, this guy absolutely love semen he is making these only for his wife and his that's why he's doing these studies he's doing the studies and then he's forwarding them to his wife and and possibly a mistress wow yeah so um another type of activist professorship yeah last thing about this saratoga group um is that they got really upset because their emails that they were writing to the city council or to the board of education um, weren't being put into the record, oh, yeah. but it's because they don't like. <laughs> basically, no office just takes anonymous complaints. Oh, like, let's if put you this in give, the record. <laughs> if you don't give your name and address, like they're not going to put it in. That that's then they would have to anything any fucking clown anywhere says could just be clogging up our governmental records. Ridiculous. Yeah, and what it, a bunch it, of idiots. And it can be. You just got to put your John Hancock. Right at the bottom there. Right there. Yeah. That's it. You know? Who was that? Grow fucking set, dude. <laughs> yeah, who was that? Why, yeah. do, why do I know that name? Uh, I don't know. He must have been anonymous. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Country. Well, yeah. Uh, speaking of, um, the Republican Party is showing no signs of slowing down on Trumpism. Yeah. Which is a little bit surprising considering he fucking ate shit. Like, really? He ate shit. He lost to Joe Robinette Biden, who was like... But they reg- don't think he lost. A loser. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So right. that, the whole that point, argument yeah. is like yeah. not... See, I, I view the skeptic... I view with a heavy dose of skepticism most conservatives' belief that the election was stolen. Yeah, I, I, think that yeah, I, I tend to agree with I you. I think they are totally... You know, I, in the exact same way that they basically just glommed on to uh, Trumpism. You know, like... They're not, they weren't just waiting to have their whole positions changed immediately. They were just like, oh, like, this guy is extremely effective at riling up the base and getting people to show up at the polls. And therefore, we're going to give him the reins of power of our entire, you know, future and legacy and like, go ahead. And that like, almost all of them recognize that he's a chronic liar, 
that he's basically just, you know, for lack of a better word, piece of shit. And that I think that most of them um, are just, you know, down with the chaos that he has been spreading. And like, you know, Would I'm you not... say he, they're down with his sickness? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that they want to get up to get down with his yeah no i think that the 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 gop is down with the sickness and like the fact that you know you're seeing um who is the um cheney uh the the woman that was like the singular person of any prominence in like the republican party to like stand up against trump's you know uh attack on the capitol yeah liz that he liz, led liz cheney the daughter of that beacon of daughter hope of and liberty yeah. <laughs> yeah dick cheney um yeah she was basically just like uh are we really just gonna follow this like unhinged psychopath like all the way to mount doom and the entire republican party was yes yeah yes we are but and, I, I imagine her problem was just that he's just not very good at it Right? It's like, I mean, like her dad is Dick Cheney. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Both pretty effective, actually, in their own, in their own fucked up ways. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just the idea that, like, you can be an anti-Trump Republican and have any pull in um, modern America in 2021 um, is just, you're refuted. It's, like, absolutely refuted. And um, so Cheney is now out of her leadership position within in the GOP after, you know, a sort of purge um, effort, uh, set, a, a vote of censure uh, was done on her. And now uh, th- our local um, Trump loving re- representative in Congress is now the third most powerful Republican in the country. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah. Uh, so she represents North Country. Yeah, and this is Elise is Stefanik. Elise Stefanik. Um, and, like, if you're not familiar with the geography of New York... There's New York City, and then upstate. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Um, but just north of where we are in Troy, which is just north of Albany, is her district. And part of her district is what is called North Country, which is way up by the Canadian border. And it is an incredibly reactionary uh there's a there's like a famous case of a uh one a town in north country i can't remember it but um he was accused of murder and there was basically like he's a black guy like the only black person living in this town and there was this really brutal murder of a young child and he was charged with it there was no evidence for it um they just pinned it on him like immediately so anyway, that's the kind of place that North Country is. It's like, it, it, it's the kind of place that you would like expect to find in the South. And a lot of people don't yeah, realize Yeah, it's like a sundown that, like, town region. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that like New York is a blue state basically only because of the New city. New York City, yeah. And maybe the capital district tends to be a little bluer. But like the rest of this whole state is very, very like conservative reactionary crowd. So that's where she represents. Yeah, and she also re- um, she also represents a lot of jails, right? So because mm-hmm. a lot of jails, yeah, especially in the North Country, they um, you know when manufacturing disappeared uh, and retail isn't going to be isn't going to do it because there's just not enough people, you know, to like consume their way out of an economic depression. Uh, the state of fills in the gap with like prisons yeah <laughs> and like so the, now those are like go work the, at the prison yeah like that's the only thing the state wants to do for like make work programs is be a a jailer uh in fact if you ever watch the the um 
it's all it's exclusively on hulu brought to you by Ironweeds. no it's uh, <laughs> um uh, castle rock it's like a uh it's like a what's that what's that video game where you like you push a ball full of stuff and it gets bigger and bigger and oh bigger? shit Kamari Dime Yeah, Katamari Damacy. Damacy. Katamari yeah. Damacy. Okay. Yeah. So it's like um uh Castle Rock is like Katamari Damacy of like all of Stephen King's stuff. They just like they roll into <laughs> one giant ball. It's pretty, and I liked it. It was it's it's a good show. Now like, I don't ever like to say that I like any piece of media in public anymore because everybody is just gonna like come at me say how terrible it is and i'm so stupid for liking it but whatever the the very very first episode of that show is like a guy that works at uh like the green mile penitentiary i don't know whatever the um uh uh jail or is is there any and he has this great line where he's like do you think if we had a walmart i would work at the prison he's like no and like that and that's exactly what so many people have to deal with up there and so anyway at least stefanik um is like in many ways also represents the prison industry because like that is the main employer of that area. And when she got elected into Congress in 2014, she was actually fashioned herself a moderate, right? She was very, you know, she'd gone to Harvard. She uh, worked under the George W. Bush administration, you know, compassionate conservative. She was like a liberals Republican. Yeah. She was like the, the Republican that liberals still like, you know, think they can find somewhere, but they can't because yeah. they, always, <laughs> they always seem to change as soon as that becomes not very useful to them, right? I, I like we'll we'll link in the in the show notes this this New York Times article uh, uh, about her that's covering her ascension to the uh, to Liz Cheney's old seat, but um, it, it's just like very clear that in 2014 she was doing what was popular at the time, which was like being the Paul Ryan uh like egg brain person that like always is always talking about how like if we just get the taxes right freedom will happen or something and it was like everyone was deluding themselves into thinking that paul ryan was smart remember that remember when they, people thought paul ryan yeah, was and really he was smart just hot. that happens sometimes <laughs> yeah people yeah, see hot people true. and they assume they're hot too it happens right. to me all the time <laughs> yeah uh and, and and so stefanik who was the youngest woman to ever uh, get into uh, Congress. Uh, she's she's 36 right now. She's 36 years old, and she's the third most powerful congressional Republican. Wow. Yeah. So, what are you doing with your life? Right. Yeah. I know. God damn it. Well, I mean, the problem is that like you weren't rich and went to Harvard, right? Like that's that's, that's no excuse. That's also problem. you probably have a soul. Yeah. Also that. Yeah. That's definitely not an excuse. <laughs> right. Because because she she was this moderate Republican, but now once it became you know very very clear that the the ascending brand of Republicanism is is the Trump. Version. She wouldn't even say his name yeah. in 2016. Yeah, she was she Voldemorting this guy. Utter, yeah. Um, as like a, a, as some like a stand she took. I mean, I think it was like it was you know posturing, but yeah. it was you know to like look down her nose at the whole thing. Oh wow! Um, now she's she's got the whole. You now know, she's got hard eyes for Daddy Trump. She yeah, loves him. it's pretty wild. I, I watched a uh, like th- six minute briefer, and just she was on such a high adrenaline run while she was confronting the press. It was like you know you could really see she was like in her element. She was she had that hustle. You know she she was putting you know. She was going hard in the paint, as the uh, the basketball fans would say. Yeah. Um, and yeah, she rattled off like a bunch of like lies, like directly. Like she said that the last jobs report was the worst jobs report in like 
American history or like in the last 20 years. And like, we all know that isn't true. We all were around last year when we lost like 64 million jobs for months and months yeah, and months. That was the worst one ever in recorded history. Yeah. And the big deal about the jobs report this quarter was that economists were expecting it to be a crazy, crazy increase in jobs. They were jobs. expecting a million new jobs. Yeah. And, there and they was got like, like 200,000 or 100,000 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And everyone was like, huh, I wonder what that's all about. And then, you know, the line immediately became, well, it's because, you know, the poors are lazy and we're, you know, we're giving them too much uh, fucking unemployment assistance. And now, you know, they... They're not willing to work for a wage that hasn't um, been increased uh, relative to productivity for 40 years. Uh, or s actually 50 years. Fuck. Time is flying by. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. And uh, so she was, you know, she went on a bunch of things. She was talking about the border crisis. And she's like, the border crisis is such a crisis that we're sending our border agents, you know, to the Mexican border. And it's like, so this is really just about racism right like this is about keeping out a specific type of immigrant like if you're like saying you're redeploying forces to not guard one border but to viciously guard the other border it's like you're not making the argument that everybody is trying well, I mean, to invade us canadians just, aren't trying to get into the united yeah, states they're, i think that's like, they're not but they are about all about living right on the edge you ever seen a population map? Because it's cold. <laughs> they don't want to live in America, but they want to be in the warmest place possible in a better that, country. Yeah, but why that's do you very think logical. it's warm? All right, it's because of freedom. <laughs> it's the heat it's, generated yeah, it's the by, white by liberty. Light. Yeah, it's the burning torch of you know, like of of the Statue of Liberty. It keeps us warm. But yeah, she she definitely has like that. Um, what what's the meme? The um the over invested girlfriend, overly attached girlfriend, overly attached girlfriend. She, she definitely has, has that, that like the yeah. wild eyes. Yeah, um, she definitely looks like she could uh like she fucks good, but would ruin your life. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the vibes that I'm getting. Like, at least well, we, we were looking at, at at the video of her, and Chris mentioned that like her her irises take up an alarming amount of real estate in her eyeballs or his face. Like she's yeah. got big eyes, but like even more than that, her irises are like. Like, almost like edge to edge she has like anime eyes yeah yeah yeah, yeah which is which is going to be very very popular with her new uh like uh constituency of like basement dwelling like like <laughs> uh, me meme edge lords that are just, that oh, will like man. follow her to the end of the earth this is a very dangerous combination the, 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 we're getting we're gonna be offending all kinds of people with this. <laughs> we're gonna def we're gonna offend our basement dwellers who listen to us why why is we're it commenting on the way a woman looks which as we all know is super sexist so we're gonna have to do some self-crit after this episode there seems to be this thing on the internet especially like twitter and stuff which i'm off now so if you um were friends with me on twitter it's it's been real. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I'm taking a permanent. I'm really mad at you. Yeah, <laughs> for leaving Twitter. Yeah, I'm really mad at you for it. You're missing my tweets. Yeah, I miss your tweets. I, fa I found your your uh, uh, brief summaries of our episodes to be really useful to just retweet. Yeah, like, that yeah well, was, I, that was I, really useful. <laughs> I'll summarize our episodes on the Ironweeds Twitter. That would be great. Uh, that sounds good. Yeah, that'll I'll do be one, awesome. I'll do one post exactly yeah. a week. Right. Um, so that's when you can get in touch with Chris. Right? Yeah, you just reply to that. That tweet, you got uh, him. But, but yeah, uh, it, it it seems like on the internet having like extremely horrible opinions 
makes you wildly popular. That's why I have the most Twitter followers of everyone. <laughs> I have disgusting dog shit opinions. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if our relative obscurity compared to a lot of the um, the podcasts in our orbit um, is uh, a testament to the fact that we don't have bad opinions or that we do. It's hard. Mm. It's hard. Really, I think there's like a sort of uncanny valley. Like you really have to get all the way over to like a uh, incredibly, incredibly bad take to actually become like, you know, get any traction. So should we yeah. be talking more about Elise Stefanik's hog body? <laughs> we'll get she does us. Not have a hog body. No, no, she's. Uh, let's, see. let's be clear. I, she Tina has Shea... a terrible ideas. All right. Yeah. The, the problem with Elise Stefanik is that she is a terrible yeah, person. You, I also you just can... called Paul Ryan hot. So like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that was a but, problem. Yeah, but like you can tell, like she doesn't believe any of this. Shit. No, she's like not. just no, doing the not. Trump dance, um, and, and that's and why she's the flow. being very successful. Right. She None does. of them believe anything. And honestly, if you get to Congress believing in something, they'll beat that out of you within three or four years. Like just so we should really stop. Yeah. Uh, pretending that any of these people actually believe in anything except for uh, opportunism. Yeah. So we got that to look forward to. Um, what is it, 2024? Trump's going to make his um, um, heroic reentry to, um, I don't know. The presidency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, right, right now he's spending four years like going deep undercover and destroying the, the deep state that that ruined him yeah, it's, yeah. It, i miss him it's pretty wild that he like <laughs> came out this was it last week with a uh a blog that has oh, yeah, a the button. desk of donald j trump and it's <laughs> yeah. just like yeah. a twitter account just for him it's pretty cool yeah, yeah yeah and everyone was like oh he's gonna like do the trump tv thing like he's gonna have like, a subscriber based like media social media that, thing. i still keep thinking it's gonna happen but maybe i don't think he, he's He's a fundamentally lazy person. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah, that's absolutely. why he, he was so good at, what is it, 280 characters. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, he instead is just, he's got a blog now, and you can um, retweet. Not and, even a podcast? I no. mean, come on. <laughs> like, are you even yeah. trying? My God. Yeah, that, that, that would be fucking weird. If Donald Trump had a podcast, I would 100% listen to it. I don't know if I'd be able to. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be able to. I have a hard time watching him, but I think I could listen to him talk. I guess it depends on like what kind of podcast it is. If he's going to have I hope it's like a sports podcast, I, I hope I hope he just like straight up does the Joe Rogan thing, and he has people on, and he's just like, oh, whoa, 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 no, no way, that that's Donald that's, Trump that's can't incredible. Interview. He no. doesn't. No, he can't carry on a con. He, he the only he's fundamentally he can talk about himself. It has to be an access Hollywood like uh, a star gossip. He's going to have people on to interview him. Yeah. that's going to be Donald Trump's podcast. <laughs> They're very unfair to me. You know, <laughs> they, they they set me up. You know, I took I took everybody for a picnic walk, and they said it was an insurrection. I said we're going to the Capitol, <laughs> and. Everyone was like, you know, um, yeah, fucking un, unfucking believable. Um, I have been able to do nothing except watch the hornet that's crawling around on the window behind you, Chris. Oh hell yeah! But it's on hell the other. No. It's on the other side of the window. I don't though. think it is. Yeah, it definitely is. Okay. Yeah, definitely is. You're safe. Okay. We had we had a near miss with a uh, hornet. I almost died. Yeah, a hornet was like definitely gunning for you. I know, it but was I was like following <gasps> me. Yeah, Chris, I care about. Well, yeah. you know. I, I, I was I was cowering in the corner. 
true. You actually, I think on a previous episode, went as far as capturing a hornet between like a card and a, a thing of glass. Oh, yeah. That, and then I, you took it out. And yeah. I remember feeling like incredibly impressed and a little emasculated. <laughs> David's really good with bugs. Yeah. Yeah. And mice. You've caught a couple of mice in our apartment, in our house, too. Did I? Uh, oh, yeah. At least yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. Anyway. I caught two. Uh, it's the season. Two chipmunks <laughs> in the garage. Oh, David yeah. has been catching chipmunks in the garage. Yeah. And oh. just executing them. Oh, really? <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. No. Are, you, are you just like yeeting them? He's, li- <laughs> like he's laugh trapping them and taking them out to the woods by yeah, after so I, Yeah, I, I laugh trap them and then I, I put them on either handlebar of my bike. Oh. So these, these two terrified chipmunks like, like swaying on either side of my, my bike handles. I rode them all the way out to the end of the cemetery and, and let them out. In the you're a little, forest. you're a sweetheart. Yeah, they better not fucking come back. <laughs> well, give them another bicycle ride. Get one fucking, fucking warning. <laughs> Did you tag them? Did you like, you know, yeah. clip their ear? Or yeah. like dye, like, you know, like yeah. do a little uh, highlights yeah. on their tail or something? Uh, just while they're still in the cage, I take like some spray paint and just like I can go to town on those little bitches. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, w- want to talk about uh, th- th- this uh, promising um, news from about UAPs? Do we not want to talk about the gas taxes? Oh yeah, no. We we have we're we're going to, straight to the Thunderdome. Uh, our listening audience, we're going straight to a Mad Max future where <laughs> we are going to be fighting uh, uh, tooth and nail for the last remnants of that sweet sweet gasolina. um well so what i was actually going to talk about was the electric vehicle tax oh yeah we gotta talk about that definitely acknowledge the fact that the crazy fucking people of this country have just been pouring gasoline in literally like in a baseball hat just like pour (laughs) gasoline in an old boot and take it home with you every every inadvisable container you could imagine yeah just yeah grocery bags that's a real one you yeah saw grocery bags the whole southern eastern yeah. seaboard has been uh a light literally yeah. in people like you know dousing their hummers in like you know gasoline i haven't heard of any like fires or explosions as a result uh, yeah hummer straight up like burned yeah. to the ground because really? it, yeah because yeah. it had like uh un- out, of, out of irony like they they put like uh plastic uh 55 gallon drums without like the safety uh ventilation thing on there and they like started the car and like drove it and like it just immediately lit on fire like at the gas station yeah yeah so uh for those of you don't know what's going on right there's a there's some sort of hack on a pipeline i don't know why yeah i don't know why a pipeline needs a computer i don't know whatever but like it's um (laughs) there's no gas there was like the pos it wasn't even that there was a gas shortage there was a possibility of a gas shortage and in typical american fashion it was like that means we have to hoard gas immediately yeah and uh and it was basically like maybe our our northeast listeners aren't familiar with this but like in the south when there is a hurricane it is tradition that you fill a lot of bags and garbage cans with gasoline yeah and then you hold on to that gasoline until it goes bad and then you pour it in your backyard yeah yeah into the waterways (laughs) yeah so um that happened like in multiple states like all at once yeah it's like 
almost as if you, in American culture, go on TV and say, don't panic buy something and expect people to not not, go and panic buy it. Yeah. Um, Because they're gonna. Yeah. There was something like, I think it was something like 70% of gas stations in North Carolina were like out of gas. It was like an insane amount. And like every other state was in like the 30s, 40s, 60s. Like it was... It was, yeah, it was and it, bonkers. And like, yeah, that's because people. It's the same thing that happened after the pandemic. Yeah, you, you just, couldn't get toilet paper. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're like, what about my doo doo ass? Nobody's <laughs> shitting more than they were before. Oh, I was. God. I, I <laughs> March 2020. I was just shit my pants. There's something well, about see, wearing a mask. If you're shitting your pants, you don't need toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, it did it for me. Yeah, uh, I wonder uh, if bidet sales went up. Oh, definitely. I mean, I I contributed to that. There yeah. was a bit of a rush on on bidets. I remember the price of them was was somewhat high. Now I'm trying to. You're the problem. Yeah, bidet I know. Price I, I, I am the problem. <laughs> I like for in in all seriousness, like I am definitely more part of the problem than part of the solution. But how many I'm, I'm how many trash bags did you fill up with gasoline? <laughs> you know, I actually in um, I did the responsible thing. Um, which is to say I didn't fill my gas tank at all. And maybe, uh, maybe I'll just be forced into a, uh, fossil we fuel free feature. I, mean, no, you know? no. I mean, you know, the bicycle will take me like pretty much everywhere I need to go. Yeah. So, uh, so, so yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say in clear dialectical fashion, uh, Texas made sure that this will happen forever and yeah. ever just because. <laughs> <laughs> so Texas lawmakers are moving to raise penalties on owners of Teslas and other electric vehicles. Basically, they want to uh, charge a bunch of fees to make up for the fact that these cars aren't paying the gas tax. Um, so this would be a uh, a $190 to $240 annual electric vehicle fee. And a $150 or more fee for driving 9,000 miles per year and a $10 annual surcharge for a, for a new charging infrastructure advisory council. So basically, it's in Texas, they want it to cost you between $240 and $400 a year to drive your electric vehicle. It's like so cool that like Republicans are like, we want to raise your taxes and monitor where you drive. Freedom. Yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. right. Small government. Yes, yeah, small government. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, uh, it, it does reveal, you know, Chris was saying off mic, like how, you know, like, yeah, Tesla does like do the same amount of damage to a road as a gas vehicle, right? And, and the rest of the regular, rest of the environment, except for at the uh, extraction of lithium. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the point is that, like, it, it, it's kind of like coming back to bite us that, the Eisenhower administration, I believe it was Eisenhower, when they were building the national highway system, right, decided that unlike pretty much every other tax that exists, we were going to tax gasoline and it could only be used for highway construction. It was the, the Highway Development Fund, I think it was called, mm-hmm, something like mm-hmm. that. It was like one of the first times this ever happened where we were going to take a tax on a specific thing and it could only go to a specific thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it was like it just a, a huge, huge uh, um, gift to General Motors to uh, um, to to finance it that way, and we, and we still do that, right? Uh, it's also why um, states will um, 
always keep their drinking age to 21 is that that's actually enforced through uh highway financing yeah and when when you think about it the costs of uh dealing with evs are only going to go up i mean how many teslas are going to explode every day yeah right. like yeah, how, right. and then you have to have all the firefighters now with like lithium like you know fire capable right you know yeah. uh suppression systems on demand yeah you have to have like yeah your local firefighter like on the call uh, on the phone with like tesla customer support like uh how do i make it stop burning yeah, like that's it, it, so. I mean, like it's just like the 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 gas powered roosters have come, <laughs> chickens have come home to roost, right? In that, like, we built this like dumb taxation scheme that now, if we ever get off of fossil fuels, we also lose money in important infrastructure projects. Yeah, yeah. So, so in some ways, yeah, we are going to need to find a way to replace that tax revenue if. Big if we still want to do this dumb thing where we all drive around in our own private two thousand pound vehicle. Yep. Right. And at least like the EV thing, you know, um, it, in one way it gets at the uh, the people who can afford to pay taxes. You know, the people who are rich enough to be able to afford EVs, which are prohibitively expensive at the time. But the fact that it discourages people from moving toward a hypothetically capable of being powered off of renewable energy like vehicle platform is bad like we you know check out our bonus episode uh, about electrify everything called uh, same car same house or same house same car yep um and uh yeah it's like it's a weird w- way of handling the problem and like um i don't know also the gasoline tax thing is also totally weird because like if you look at any of the rest of like the quote-unquote developed nations around the world or whatever uh their gasoline is way more expensive oh my god and it's not for climate change reasons it's because america fundamentally um subsidizes the fossil fuel industry and so it's this weird thing where like we give federal tax sourced money to the fossil fuel industry to subsidize cheap gasoline and then on the state level we tax the gasoline as much as the state taxpayer driving base is capable of to sort of undo that subsidy. It's fucking weird. It's very efficient. I yeah. don't know what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that a two to $400 a year fee is going to dissuade anyone from getting an electric vehicle. Yeah. It'll still be cheaper than ta- uh, gas. Way you cheaper. Know? Yeah. Well, I mean, you are paying for like the electric to charge yeah. your car. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if you get if you have access to either a community solar buy in option or can get solar on your premises or wind or other things, then hypothetically it gets pretty cheap. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but the, the funny thing, though, is that like especially the way the story is framed is that it's like Tesla. That's a problem. It was like the, the one company is if like that's the only company that makes electric cars. And it's and it's also like the only pushback against this. Right. Is like some like Tesla Owners Association of Austin or something. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, I, I bet the Tesla owners are really hard up for money that they're not going to be able to spend $400. Uh, yeah, it's to ridiculous. I mean, that's but, like, yeah. I, that's my water bill. Like, yeah. you know, come on. The, um, uh, the, what do you call it? The Tesla, uh, model. I don't know if you guys saw the, uh, video that was going around where it was this guy who, like, you know, just dropped like 2500 on like the Speed Boost DLC on his car, which, like, downloaded an update and then like stopped throttling <laughs> the speed as much 
which is fucking insane. What? Yeah. So this car that you essentially will never really own, you can't make modifications to it. You can't like service it yourself. You can't like do all these things that you would, you know, normally associate with ownership of like physical property. Um, you now also have to basically get forced uh, firmware updates, which is, you know, a safety thing. Sure. Yeah. I understand that. But there's also stuff that your car can already do that it is handicapped at at the factory that you're paying like the most expensive rates to own and then they'll let you buy for on the order of thousands of dollars basically like like undoing the handicapping that they're doing artificially yeah yeah a shout out to uh friends of the pod uh uh jeremy ed and um jathan of this machine kills who just did an episode on the right to repair mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, 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 uh, this sort of stuff where the, where it's, uh, yeah, you, 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 uh, take the, any, anytime you hear, uh, X as a service, right. You, you turn something that you could once own and it gets turned into a service. That's all, basically all that they're doing is making it possible to collect rents. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. You, it's just rental. Just uh, rent everything rent, rent for the everything. rest of your life. Yeah. 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 And so, like, th because with the with this like Tesla program where you can like pay DLC to unlock like eighty eight miles per hour, Marty. Right. You know, it's like um, <laughs> epic bacon mode. Is <laughs> uh, because if you sell your Tesla, uh, um, all that goes away, and so the the owner. The new owner, the has, new to owner has, to has to pay all that again. Pony fucking up, yeah. Pony. So, like, that's a way for Tesla to can always get money uh, from you, even if you resell the car, right? Like, yeah. they can still directly get payments. What a shitty fucking society we have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so shitty. And Tesla's, of course, not the only one that does this, right? Like, all the <sighs> major car companies, like, stopped making money off of the actual buying and selling of cars like a long time ago all of their money comes from financing now like that's where like most and 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 service like that they're service companies now it, yeah it's a damn shame trains trains and U trains. uaps i'm waiting on that mysterious technology that can <laughs> pull right. three thousand g's we yeah. got more disclosure uh this week any wild. Any time now, where the government's going to fall and, and tell us. All Marco about... Rubio's going to make him. Yeah, yeah. He's, he, he's, he's on the case. He is on the fucking case. L little man. Marco's got some know. big ideas. That he's <laughs> trying to. <laughs> so a former Navy pilot. We won't have to spend a lot of time on this, but it's just cool. A former Navy pilot uh, says that flight crews observed UFOs off Atlantic coast every day for at least a couple of years years every day every day they had a personal years. relationship with these motherfuckers it was basically like that documentary my octopus teacher <laughs> but it was with these uaps like they went out every day and filmed them and like then you know they were like let into the uap like you know um garden and they wrote a song <laughs> with the beatles hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> they got on the uap's christmas card list <laughs> So um, next month, a government report is going to is supposedly going to be made public on various sightings of UAPs, which is call them UFOs. Yeah, yeah, unidentified right? aerial phenomena. For yeah. People. Um. So yeah, when that comes out, I will definitely be reading it 
as as soon as possible and we will give you an update on what the government says and i'm sure that we can trust them to be honest absolutely i honestly think what's i have a suspicion that these are u.s government uh like high like super high tech crafts you think you don't think it's china or russia it's i i don't and here's why because i think that if the government knew that china or russia was doing that they would be using it to fear monger they would be like telling us yeah well, they sort of are though in this like way of like acknowledging that they exist showing a bunch of like videos where they're breaking laws of physics and being like I don't know. It's probably China. We probably need to. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Yeah, but but if they, the only way that they really use that is like it. It would be the only thing all the major networks would be talking about. Like Rachel Maddow would have like a a five part series on it. Yeah, Yeah. like you you wouldn't be able to escape it. Here it's like just like a fun thing that we're throwing at the end of our podcast. You know, it's like if if they wanted to scare us, that's sort of yeah. I guess that's what what I mean. Yeah. and it's just like laughable that you know, like a country that spends more on its military than like the next ten combined, is definitely not the one with the super high capable flying objects. Right? Yeah, do you really think it's, it's, Russia, it's Russia is building a craft that defies physics? Like, come on, yeah. come well, I mean, on! America's been resting on its laurels as it relates to like military tech for a while now. Like, you know. And it's, Unlike the cutting-edge country of Russia. Well, it, it's just like this thing, right? You know, America is is the one, the only country who's ever nuclear-bombed another country. And we did it twice. Like, we as a country... Yeah, we're number one, baby. We as a country have no qualms with, like, destroying a whole people to, like, prove that we can. To, like, show off our new toys, right? Yeah. And so I feel like this is either an entire PSYOP, right? Which is to say, like, it doesn't exist at all. And all of these people from the military that are um, finding them, it's all doctored and they're all in on it in some way. Or um, that we are actually being visited by interdimensional beings that are extremely interested in what our military aircraft are capable of right off of our coast. Like, the idea that we do do indeed have tech that can do this and that we're, like, releasing it in drips and drabs as, like, wow, isn't this cool? It, like... It feels a little weird because I feel like we just kill Kim Jong-un or like do something like, you know, like blow up like the second most powerful person in Iran and be like, you know, like that. (laughs) So, so there's two quotes from here. Um, One of them is uh, talking about uh, this guy Graves, who is a former Navy Lieutenant Ryan Graves. um, And he says, quote, I would say, you know, the highest probability is that it's a threat observation program, unquote, um, and that he wouldn't rule out the possibility that it could be either Russian or Chinese. And then this other person, uh, Luis Elizondo, a former DOD official who investigates UAP for nearly a decade, says these vehicles display technology far superior to anything in the nation's inventory. Quote, imagine a technology that can do 600 to 700 G-forces that can fly 13,000 miles an hour, that can evade radar and can fly through air and water, and possibly even space, and oh, by the way, has no obvious signs of propulsion, no wings, no control surfaces, and yet can still defy the natural effects of Earth's gravity. That's precisely what we're seeing, unquote. Yeah, I can do that. I mean, 300, 400 Gs is fucking crazy. Like, I have, that could... Does could, that mean anything to that you? That means 
absolutely nothing okay. to me. So, so you know how like heavy it is to like wear a backpack with like a bunch of water in it. Oh no, I know what a G force is. Yeah. I just, the numbers are like meaningless to me. Yeah. I don't know like the, what they would liquefy you. Like 300 G's would crush you to nothing. Like 400 G's would, would break all of your shit so fast. So what would six to 700 G's do? <laughs> uh, Cause that's what these are. These are six to 700. Yeah. Yeah. So, so would it like, like you, you're toast. I would be like a slurry. Yeah. Like people die at like, you know, single digits of G's. Like, but you so know, would it, it be possible to have something within the craft that like, internal uh, dampener like, thing like the thing in contact or something you know contact i do know contact. with sandra bullock jody foster jody, jody foster, foster. My, my god my mistakes my mistakes <laughs> I like that we were both so angry about that. <laughs> some yeah. respect on her name yeah sorry i'm doing a uh, white woman erasure I but i guess like some kind of like ball inside that like is is like moves independently of the exterior oh so I, now like, i know like, what you're talking about with contact yes no i now i remember yeah yeah I don't know. I'm just. I'm just thinking out. Yeah, I. I mean, it would have to essentially like protect if a human were to be inside this. Yeah. Somehow it would have to, you know, dissociate. <laughs> Did you say or a poet? Yeah. Right. Oh, they it... should have sent a poet. They should have sent a poet. <laughs> Such a great movie. I love that movie. Um, yeah, if a human or a poet was inside one of these things, um, they'd have to be protected from those G forces because, yeah. like, they would just destroy them. Um, and yeah, so. Fucking crazy and interesting and weird. And I guess we're just going to have to wait and see whether this shit is real or not and uh, how it's going to affect us. But don't worry. I'm excited. Little Marco's on the case. Yeah. yeah. I hope there's like some sort of bipartisan effort with uh, little, little Marco and uh, Harry Reid. The guy that yeah he's, yeah who, he's who, very into disclosure yeah he was like, <laughs> he was the what was he, he was like the House Majority Leader from Nevada I think for yeah, a long I think time so. That's yeah, yeah yeah during Obama right yeah uh, early Obama yeah and he uh, um, he got primaried and disappeared but um, he uh, he got abducted yeah <laughs> you know he, he like really wanted a, a UFO disclosure so I think yeah, Schumer too. does too. I think Schumer yeah, said Chuck some shit Well, about, I mean, like, now he really loves pot, sure. so, like, maybe he loves aliens, too, now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's the pot to aliens pipeline. <laughs> yep. You need to see it. You guys down with UAP? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to a wildflower. Fuck oh. yeah. Are you guys ready for this? I am. The COVID-19 vaccine may hold the key to vaccines for HIV, Ebola, and even cancer. What? Right? What? So, yeah, apparently, like, the, this mRNA technology is not, um, it's, it's not exactly new, but we are getting better at it, and we are learning more about it. Yeah, so this and technology, like, started in, like, the 90s, right? When they, they first, like, thought that it could be possible. Yeah. And then it wasn't developed at all because drug companies hate vaccines because it means that they can't, like, sell you pills for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um... Pretty so much. Sh- so, they sh- so they shelved it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now that it's proving to be super useful. Uh, and profitable. And, and profitable. Um, I don't know that it'll ever be as profitable as, say, treating cancer. But, yeah. you know. Or getting everybody hopped up on opi- opioids. Well, it, you know, if it's something that you have to take, it, that every single person has to get every single year, mm-hmm. now you're talking, baby. Hell now yeah. you're yeah. making money. So how the fuck are they going to vaccinate against cancer? Like, that's not a virus. I can't, like, catch cancer from someone. So because the way the mRNA 
vaccine works is basically it takes a piece of the something that you want to fight and teaches your immune system to kill it. Okay. And so it it's able to like I don't know if you've seen the there are all these like really great TikToks that explain how the vaccine works and there's this yeah, yeah, yeah. one where Go like find Mr. Clamp hands. The, the four the four cans. Four yeah, cans, yeah. Uh so you know basically it gives your your immune system this thing and it says, you know, like watch out for this. Uh and then it develops all the antibodies. So with cancer, you would basically introduce like a, a like a, a version of something close enough to a cancerous cell that your body would know to attack that thing if it saw it. And a cancerous cell, though, is like a regular cell, except it's just growing out of control. It has a particular mutation that okay. causes that that the the cells have like like genetic information in them that tells them when to stop growing yeah yeah um and cancerous cells like it, it's a cell that's mutated so that it no longer has that information hmm. so i don't know exactly i mean obviously i don't know the details of how that translates to an mrna vaccine but they're saying that it's possible they could do it um but it's also like a huge deal to be able to vaccinate against hiv Zika, remember yep, Zika? Yep. I don't oh, really yeah. talk about yeah. it anymore, but it still kills lots yeah. and lots of people. And mm-hmm. Ebola, mm-hmm. Um, they don't mention malaria in here, but I wonder, like, that could be an absolute game changer, especially in absolutely. parts of the world where malaria is, like, absolutely devastating. So, yeah, pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I love it. And now we just got to figure out how to use mRNA to inoculate us against... Capitalism? Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the equivalent of cancer, but in our economic and political apparatus. Yeah. Can, can it um, detect and kill whatever that's in there that needs more cowbell? <laughs> <laughs> why would we want that? Yeah, I have a fever. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Wow, I did not. David does a very good Christopher. Yeah, I did not know that Christopher was in the studio today. Yeah, it's a little known fact. Well, thanks for making an appearance. Um, I think that'll do it for us, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I could plug something, but I just don't feel like it. It's fine. Go ahead and plug plug the bonus for reaction, which is really good. Yes, honey, I know you do. It's so good. It's It's really good. good. And and the the um the bonus this week is your lovely narration of Smedley Darlington Butler's uh speech, which is called War is a Racket. War is a racket. It's true. He knows. Yeah. Um have you listened to it already? No, but I'm very much looking forward to it. And I'm sure it's going to be amazing because the rest of the the season was so so good. You know, if you're wishing, you could just listen to 45 minutes of me being angry about war profiteers. And boy, do I. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, Yeah. You can get it for a dollar at patreon.com slash reaction podcast. Or if you sign up for the $7 tier on patreon.com slash ironweeds you get both all of our awesome bonus content i know i know uh, i gotta i gotta edit our bonus episode tonight i gotta do that yeah the the cult of the clit cult of the clit you're gonna need an mrna vaccine for how much ironweeds you have to listen (laughs) (laughs) am i using that right i think so i think that's right Yeah. yeah all right and in the meantime you may not be able to find chris here but you can find us on twitter ironweeds pod you can find us on Instagram at Ironweeds Pod. And why don't you send us an email? Because we do really love hearing from you at Ironweeds Pod at, at gmail.com. Gmail.
Thank you so much. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Peace.